0: Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 500 restaurant experts who share their favorite places from the best place to grab a hamburger to the latest must-visit new restaurant opening. Today we are meeting chef Rodolfo Guzman, who started his chef's training in Spain's Basque country at restaurant Mugaritz. He opened his own restaurant, Borago, in 2006, where he has dedicated his work on expressing the Chilean terroir, produce and flavors, and also the relationship between health, food and mood. After many years of hard work, Rodolfo Guzman has put both his restaurant and chili on the culinary world map and has earned a place in the 50 Best Restaurants ranking. For those of you who don't know him yet, we asked Rodolfo Guzman to tell a bit about himself and his culinary journey to run one of the most famous restaurants in South America. So, who is Rodolfo Guzman?
1: Well, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I'm the chef of Borrego and the owner as well. And in Santiago Chile, so we we've been running this restaurant for the last almost sixteen years yeah. and uh, tell me what what kind of a restaurant is it uh well go, it's it's a, it's an assay, I would say on the momentum of the Chilean terrain. so it's 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 very seasonal based on on the Chilean native ingredients and and you will get to see the in that you, you probably haven't seen anywhere else, not even in the rest of the region. So Chile is like pretty much like an island, you know. So high mountains, you have the high Andes on one side, and then you have the Pacific Ocean on the next. So it's it's a very narrow country, as you can see on the map. And and it's yeah, it's, it's a different, very different, I would say. Uh, if we go
0: back, uh, you as a chef, uh, tell me where where did it all start? I mean, when when did you decide to become a chef?
1: Well, I never expected to be become a, a professional cook, you know. Um, but suddenly that happened. My first job in a kitchen was in in, in the States. Back then it was in Charleston, South Carolina. started washing dishes, ended up doing the sets in a place called John's Island Cafe. It doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Uh, and then I came back to Chile just to, you know, to study and to, to, to became, you know, became involved into the gastronomic world. So I um, started working in, in, in Chile also at different restaurants then, back then, I went to, uh, to Europe. So I had this friend of mine in, in, in one of the Chilean restaurants about that time. And he, he, he was saying that, um, he asked me, "Hey, do you know what's happening in Spain? I said, no, I have no idea. Come on, you should. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's like, the new France. Mm. And and I thought like really, so uh, well. It's a long story, but ended up walking in Madrid, and then to restaurants, and then um, after that, after that year, and ended up doing a nostalgia uh, Mugaritz but that time, long time ago.
0: And when was that? What year? You know, about two
1: thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. So I stayed in uh, in Madrid in, 2003, in two thousand three and two two thousand and four in the Basque country.
0: Yeah. And then what, what where did you go after that?
1: After that I came back to to Chile and I had the feeling, you know, that some way or another I would end up, you know, serving my food and I had some some crazy ideas by that time <laughs> in Chile, you know. So food wasn't important in Chile at all, you know. Besides being that this is very you know uh, small little tiny country down south uh very healthy economic wise so Chile exploded literally economic wise but uh, we um we kind of we could have any great restaurants coming from all over the world you know like great Italian restaurants Indian restaurants of course peruvian uh Japanese I mean every good restaurant would would do it there you know in Santiago so yeah but Chilean ingredients were more related to chip chip ingredients no one no one really wanted to see native mm-hmm. native Chilean ingredients so the, 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 not the best but the good things were coming from our side of the country that's what I'm trying to tell you and um, we we uh, Literally, when we opened the Borgo, uh, it was all based on native ingredients, so we were in trouble <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's and, not new
0: okay, and was so that was something new that you you started then. Was there any other chefs doing a similar thing at that point? No, no,
1: not at all because we were trying to not to be focused on technique, so we said like uh, we wanted to do something truly different very different to whatever we saw in, in, in Europe. And we were trying to, uh, to achieve something very Chilean. It was so obvious, you know? At least 80% of us, we have Mapuche blood. So we're truly an example of mestizo, you know? Um, and some Mapuches, they, they've been in the Chilean land for the last 12,000 years. So that's quite a long time. And we used to say we have no culture. Well, I said, this is not true. We have very unique ingredients. It's not worth. We have to experiment, we have to explore, we have to discover things. And because of that, I have to get rid of all what I learned in, in, in Europe. At that time it was high because I, I, it was in the great restaurants, you know? Mm. So we wanted to be more, more focused on the possibilities of the land. Mm. And we wanted to do something different at the same time. And and so that's how everything started. So we said, if we wanted to do uh, truly uh, indigenous-based Chilean cuisine, it has to be with the original ingredients. So we start a big, long learning pro- process, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, we never thought to discover things that we, nowadays, we, we were managing, you know? like not not even in a dream. We were happy about one ingredient meant one possibility. We were super happy. Chile is one of the biggest endemic countries in the world. So that means that you'll get to see things in certain areas that for such a small amount of time they grow, they're fantastic. But Chileans, we never, never exploded since the Spanish came Five hundred years ago, we were pretending to be Europeans, mm-hmm. and then back in the nineties, we were trying to be Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so like, we got to do something. So this this small little tiny restaurant, first house, it was very very small. Uh, no partners, no nothing. We started as a journey, uh, and and um, so we start that 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 journey. Well,
0: at the time, you uh, in the other South uh, American countries there were similar things happening in restaurants and so. Uh, was that something that you uh, looked at and, and learned something from? Or did you cooperate with them? Or were you sort of isolated countries?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Uh, not conscious. Not um, really conscious what was truly happening in Peru, for instance, or Mexico a little bit. I felt a little bit of Pujo, you know, at that time. Talking about back in 2006. a little bit Uh, you know Chile was very isolated I would say yeah Um, so um, there was there was nothing around food wasn't important really it Mm. was too many other things were important to Chileans but food nah not really much restaurants were for uh, different purposes you know so but um, so we had no choice and we have to learn our own thing and and start you know we start making notes every season so since the the seasons are very short we we had no choice we have to say okay we did this with this ingredient works amazing so we next year we won't forget and that's how everything started
0: the documenting and learning.
1: Yeah, we, we didn't want to be documenting chefs or something like that. I know nowadays sorry try and to whatever, but at that time, at that time we had this big need of of a learn to learn, you know. So we start meeting people, asking a hey, in down south in Patagonia. My family is from down south, so I was asking, hey, could you grab this waffles for us and send it to a restaurant? It was a small restaurant. Nobody knew that we were alive because you need an important journalist writing, hey, this restaurant is brilliant. Yeah. You know, social media wasn't mm. what it is today. And and unfortunately, we didn't have that. It was more considered to be like a bad attempt of Chilean cuisine. Mm. <laughs> so mm. Native Ingredients was like, ah, oh, this is too ordinary, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, too cheap, you know. So, well, anyways, we were... Uh, asking these people in the middle of nowhere hey could you send those ingredients to us and they said like are you sure these are is, this is the things that we're eating at home I said like yes please do it so this small little tiny box you know they were delivering in a bad way not great quality delivery so we learned a few things within the next few years but the re- the restaurant was in a bankruptcy. Right, so we were doing terrible I had no partners but I had this small little tiny restaurant you know so um, and we already started this this thing with uh, meeting people, foragers and, and small producers amazing amazing stuff <clears throat> so my, my wife had the brilliant, well brilliant, non not brilliant idea of moving the restaurant but it was done It was I mean, it was a small restaurant, so they took me over to uh, to this uh, beautiful restaurant. It was also in the background, see? It was closed for the last, it's been closed for the last two years. In super, Santiago. In Santiago, yeah. Super famous. So I went there, and I said to everyone, like, why? Why are, are you bringing me here? There's no way I could afford it. Not even <laughs> in two lives. And so, it's this funny story, because when went there, uh, and I was trying to find partners I was lying I-, I want to do 80 covers then I was saying yeah I want to do 100 covers no 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 and so everyone said to me no no you have to go to you know Northern Hemisphere let's talk about 160 I said like no I'm not going to do this you know this mm-hmm. is not what I do uh, and so I was trying to ask a, uh, you know a credit from the bank and 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 they say like, what well, you have? You have a house? No, I have no. I have this small little tiny restaurant. I'm sorry, we cannot help you. But there, there was this this program, government program, called Fogape. I still, It's a funny story. And and uh, so I went to. The bank told me, hey, go to Fogape. Maybe they can, you know, help you out a little bit. You know, to guide you at least. You know, because yep. you have nothing. So. So went there and the guy looked at me and said, like, you know what? I like your project. I'm 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 gonna give you support for okay. the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and I was super so happy. Alone. And, and, and and I said like this guy's crazy. He's the first person on earth to say yes. So I went to the bank. And and the woman said, Okay So they worked together, you know, for happy at the bank and okay, I'll give you the money, no problem. So you can you can Move your restaurant," I said, "like really?" And she's like, "Yes, of course. They they say they're gonna give you support." So the woman, it was one of the managers. So she did the thing, put put the money on my account, and then so she called the guy from Fogape and said, "Like, hey, um, is this true? You know?" And the guy said, "The guy, the other guy said." He's, he's working no longer here. We fired him up because he was doing a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great mistake. We moved the restaurant, no money in my pockets. I said, like, I call my wife. I got the money, my car. <laughs> what should I do now? We just backed in, we're moving the restaurant. <laughs> and so we moved the restaurant. Next thing to happen, we invited the entire press from that year, gastronomic press. And we had an issues, many, many issues by that time. They didn't say anything, they didn't publish anything. I assume that they didn't like it because we were doing something that it was, I don't know. Yeah. This, it was back in 2009, and, and so no one knew that we moved the restaurant. So it was worth, I mean worse. And and and, uh, and uh, we ended up in a bad, bad story there afterwards it was awful very very bad I seriously I thought I was and will be I don't know ended up in jail or something because um, I was so much in depth with banks and it was a dark dark time in my life very dark six years under the water is too much for any cook in the world I don't know I, I'm trying to explain that in a book I don't know how we did it and then, at that time, a draper trini show up. This one time.
0: Food writer? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he said, this is special. And, and and I asked him, really? You think so? Wow. So we were, for me, it was the end of the world at that time. Uh, I was finished. Done. That's it. You know? And then... A few things after that started happening um uh you know like this i heard that this War 50 best thing will have like latin american fashion so someone called i don't know and said roffy you 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 know about this War 50 best latin american fashion i said like oh good um i mean i'm done it's not my case no you you know what i heard you're gonna be on on the top it's like i don't think so we're done there's nothing here man <laughs> just few ideas but the only thing it was but that time we were ready because we discovered so many things that i remember back in 2012 we say, holy shit we have this dictionary almost about Chilean food you know and we were able to develop a few chains with the producers and forge it Foreign communities we have a lot of people collaborating but not much people were in the restaurant, you know, guests. And 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 so um I said like okay, fine. My wife told me you have to go to Peru, Rurofo, you have to go there. He's the only I have a good feeling, so I went there.
0: That was for the awards? For
1: the awards. Yeah. Uh believing on nothing, of course, because. And suddenly we 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 show up as a, showing up as the number eight in the list, and couldn't believe it. But I say, okay, this will disappear, you know. Coming back to the restaurant, um, remember, Gordo, the, the one of the managers, saying like, "Hurry up, hurry up! There's not a single chair within the next." You know, within a month. So it's impossible to get a single chair of the restaurant. I said, like, what? <laughs> I don't believe it. And so that's how, you know, bro, changed from one day to the next. And, and I remember showing up to his office every single day for, for the next three months till he grabbed me, you know, from my neck and saying, Rolfo, listen, I don't want to see you in my office understand trying to understand that it's changed already changed so you have to do your job and from that day and beyond i understood that that i was free so you could think about food every single day and so imagination and originality since that day um exploded i thought but we had we we were ready because i i remember calling don Pasquale, one of our forgers, Dan south and, and ask him, ask him, hey, Don Pasquale, remember that little tiny box? Well, I need 500 kilos now. Remove the lambs from Patagonia? Well, all of those are mine. Yeah. So I need people for this and this and that. Yeah. We need to move quickly, because I'm desperate. I don't know if I could keep doing what we were doing before, we, if you guess, you yeah, are in the time. Yeah. So it was amazing. It's amazing, And at amazing. And at the end of the day, we, we were ready because that learning, process exploded also yeah so nowadays we have more than 200 people behind our restaurant you know so it's like our family and one ingredient back then meant one possibility now one ingredient means at least 300 possibilities so it's like a whole planet
0: wow that's some story yeah and that's been going on since
1: since um 2000 well that, that happened in 2013 yeah and and now we move the restaurant to a new house it's a great space it's a giant big team, and i feel we're doing something very different very very different so that's 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 my goal as a as a chef of cuisine you know just having something different to to some of the restaurants
0: of course you have a uh uh, a long experience on focusing on one your own restaurant that that uh, almost did not exist at one point and then then you made made a big success with it uh, but if you look at any restaurant from like a simple the simplest place to the top place what uh, what would you say what's the critical factors making a great restaurant what's what's that magic sprinkle that is uh, the one or two ingredients that
1: you need in in making it? Well, of course, to be a great cook is is very relevant, you know, to build a team, to build too many things, yeah, around a restaurant. But I would say, because of that, everything is related to, to the cook itself, you know. So perhaps three things for me, to understand where you're coming from, who you are, and what you gotta run. Those three things will allow you to develop the momentum of a good restaurant. In any sense, as simple as it is, or as complex as it can be as a fine dining restaurant or a more high-end restaurant, if you like. Yeah, for me it's those three things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, If we uh, go back to your, to Santiago, to your hometown and talk about restaurants there um, if you uh, would have uh, me or somebody else as a visitor, uh, which places would you take me to? Which would be the favorite places that I mean high or low or super simple traditional you? uh, Any favorites there?
1: Yeah, of course, because of because of geography, I would take you of course to 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 see the countryside, the most typical Chilean food, you know. So Rancho de Doña Maria is one of those places where where I'm going to find some inspiration when I feel lost, you know. So everything cooked in a clay oven, it's beautiful as it is, very rustic. Um, She grabs all the ingredients that she grows around. Very, do not expect anything fancy at all, just plastic chairs, Coca-Cola chairs, chickens running around. But everything cooked in a clay oven so if you ever go there go for the the pork reef, it's amazing the Chilean style and the empanadas are tremendous as we call them the traditional Chilean empanadas we call it pino empanadas oh, amazing 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 then I will take you to um, Aki Jaime so Aki Jaime, it's something like as we know a picada you know like a cheap restaurant sort of seafood seafood restaurant it's just in, on top of a rock next to the sea, and you'll get to see the most beautiful seafood there what um, kind
0: of dishes what would you
1: eat there um chileans our our chilean food is is not not very seasoned you know so it's very plain and so you you'll get to see locos which is uh lots of locals there. It's like a avaloni. You know, avaloni are eating seaweed. Yeah. But this this guy is eating meat. So it is amazing. It's really big, you know? Okay. So you, you, we eat it with um, lettuce salad, lemon, lots of lemon juice, a little bit of mayonnaise, and the local, that's it.
0: Okay, and steamed grilled or, or steamed or Steamed, raw? steamed, yeah. steamed. Okay. yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's a traditional dish, okay. Chilean dish. Yeah. It's, a, it's an endemic kind of seafood. Yeah. yeah it's very unique you have to taste it also purés also which is a very ancient seafood you have to taste it it's nothing like but Chileans, we like um, picorocos also, also like a sort of like a barnacle
0: okay.
1: family sort of yeah yeah very different also the fish of course um, yeah Chilean oysters yeah are very special very intense whatever you taste is very intense in, mm-hmm. in our ocean yeah
0: and in Santiago, in the city of Santiago, any place there that you would... Uh,
1: yeah, of course. Uh, you, will, you will get to see uh, La Calma also. It's very good. It's also about seafood. Yeah. Um, you you get to see um, Fuente Mardoqueo, which is... We have this beautiful um, culture about sandwiches. Very weird mix, mixes, you know? Um so, I will definitely recommend or Fuente Alemana also. Fu- Fuente Alemana is amazing. Chacarero, which is like, uh, like uh, green beans, uh, summer tomatoes, a little bit of mayonnaise, and meat. These is giant sandwiches. Okay. Uh, or, my, my favorite is uh, uh, the, the, the uh, avocado and, and meat. So, Chilean avocados are very fatty, mm. very, very different. And that's that's one of my favorite places yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Any uh, any other like uh, in the top sector? Uh, any other colleagues uh, that you would? Yeah, of
1: course, of course. There's uh, well, you know, because of the pandemic, many restaurants closed. Um, I would say there's a a few few bistros opening now. You know, after pandemic. Uh, so say it's a whole movement. There's Malbaloca, there's um, uh, Demo, it's a place called Demo Explorer Girls. doing cool stuff. I really like them. Uh, and what else? Yeah, a few, few of the places I don't have in mind because of the brand new, you know. I, I like there, there's a bar, cool bar also. It's called Siete Negronis very cool. If you ever go, go in town, you have to go there. Cause Is that
0: like modern or classical?
1: It's like a weird mix because it's very classical, say, but just right there. Tremendously well done, okay. you know. Lots of passion behind the cocktailery and it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Great. Uh, and if we... You travel quite a lot now after the pandemic, yeah. uh, if you would uh, be able to visit a few places in Europe or elsewhere in the world where which which places would that be any any favorites out here
1: yeah sure I'm, I'm, I'm crazy about Japanese food so I know it's, it's very touristic in a way but I like Jira in Japan Ah, Jira, yeah. it's, 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 it's like so this is it yeah yeah and I love it <laughs> Uh I love that. Uh, I love Ryujin as well. But I love many restaurants around the world. Wouldn't be fair to to say, but yeah, I can enjoy a lot Japanese food. Yeah.
0: What about? Uh, we are sitting uh, actually in London right now. Yeah. Uh, which places uh, have you been to here? What would you recommend here to somebody?
1: Well, I've been to uh, Club OZ. Uh, Bibendum. Ah, it's
0: was
1: great. It's great, 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 great. Uh, I've what been... kind of
0: food is...
1: did you get there? Uh, it's, it's, I would say, it's like a French, French, English. You know, great mix. His signature. You know, he's quite amazing. He's such an amazing cook.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> also, he's, he's been around for a while.
1: Yeah, he's been ru- around for a while. You're right. And um, also went to uh, Claire Smith corps. It was beautiful too. Great great restaurant, beautiful service, amazing hospitality. She has a great team. Definitely definitely a great great place to be visit once once you're in London. Um and yeah. And I've been to also not now, but a long time ago went to uh Ledbury. The Ledbury. The library, Brett, yeah. Brett is, is an amazing cook also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, how would you
0: describe this food at the Leadbury?
1: Uh, so sharp, so there, very precise, very beautiful, and very personal, personal cuisine. Osai, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I really like it.
0: Yeah, if you would uh, back home in Santiago, you would be at home for a few months and you could uh, jump on a plane and go anywhere in the world to have a meal at a restaurant what which one would that be?
1: oh that's a tough one very tough Ichabari maybe Ichabari yeah. in, in the Basque country yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's a favorite for many chefs yeah, yeah, yeah. why is Ichabari so special?
1: I don't know because it uh, has yeah, something special I don't know how, how to say it, how to describe it it's just about the fire you know I think connects it's it's a learning point for me as a chef everything in Borgo is about the fire too, so uh i don't know it's it's i think it's a masterpiece at any level at any anyway yeah
0: yeah great okay, so uh Rodolfo, thank
1: you so much for this thank Good you so much thank, thank you, you. thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the World of Mouth podcast with Rodolfo Guzman in Santiago, Chile. Find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the World of Mouth app, available in your app store or visit our website at worldofmouth.app. I'm Kenneth Nars, until next week when we meet Chef Andreas Caminada in Switzerland.